My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me because it's Christmas time. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was introducing my guests, but I forgot to introduce my producer. Oh, hello, producer. Hi. This is Kyle Dodson. He's back. One more time, he is saving my butt. Yeah. Because... I don't want to say anything, Ryan Buds, but somebody forgot to be here today. So thank you, Kyle Dodson, for uh, covering for Ryan Buds. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, don't feel bad about that, Ryan Buds. But anyway, thank you, Kyle. You're you're great. Thanks for being here. And we have our great guests who come here every Christmas because they are fondly known as the Christmas guys. Yay. Yay. We have our Christmas guys back. Garrett Happy Frawley. holidays, everybody. Hello, Garrett Frawley. Hi, Pilar. It's great to be back. <laughs> and Brian Turner. Hello. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't go in for that happy holidays garbage. No. No, what that's am I, right. Am I not on? Who's it? Are you on? We're fixing the mic. Are we? There how's, we go. How's this? Is this better? He's got... Yeah. This is for people who Senator, actually could you repeat have, the question? have height, unlike me. There you go. We're just, having, we're having if only you people at home could see what we're doing now. <laughs> just, just to remind everybody why they're called the Christmas guys, fondly hear it on the page, is because um, you guys actually wrote three Christmas specials, and it's kind of funny because you're not really a fan of Christmas. Four Christmas we specials. Three got made. Ah, okay. So we've got we've got Santa Baby, Santa Baby Two, Snow Globe, which my nine year old Rita just discovered on Netflix and like independently, and was like. <gasps> Could I please watch this? And then she watched it on her iPad and told me it was the greatest movie of all time. You were there, right? Right, Kyle? Yes, it, yeah. did, it did receive the award for it, greatest movie greatest of all time. Greatest movie of, voted on by nine-year-olds. Right. And then what was the fourth one that, that didn't get made? It but, was called 12 Days, ah. and it was uh, based on the 12 Days of Christmas. And Oh, it was? I never put that together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. that one was, was that optioned and didn't get no, made? I can't was, remember. No, it was made, I mean, it was fully written and paid for and then the exec one of the execs at abc family left the company and i think that no one else had read it over there so they're like we could read the script that we bought eh, or we could just not so do you think someday think, it'll it'll just be found in the archives and they can like make it and dare to dream one day i'm gonna make it using um you know what are those those bit comics that's what we're going to do. Oh, is, it, is that what you're going to do? Yeah, exactly. It'll, that it'll that be very futuristic exciting. form of money? Yeah, is that, right. No, great. Bit comics? No, no, no those bit- little comics. What are those annoying comics that people make? Oh, I thought he was talking about she's Bitcoin. She's talking about Bitcoin. I know, she's talking about Bitcoin. What's a Bit comic? There's those comics that people make and then they put them all on Facebook and they're like, here's a picture of me and my oh, boyfriend. Bit strips? Oh. Bit strips. Bit strips. Oh, Thank you. 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 Thank Boston and, and Los Angeles are so different. That's my bit, man. Women be crazy. So, Black guys walk like this. <laughs> so what did you just say? So anyway, so that's what you're going to do with it eventually when it's found in the archives. You're going to well, do no, the, with that. Yeah, the, the bit strip version will be coming very soon to okay. Facebook. Excellent. One panel at a time. <laughs> so we've got 
four Christmas movies. And of course, it's even funnier because you guys don't really actually enjoy the holidays very much. Hate Christmas. <laughs> I feel like in a way we now have four actual movies out there because Lifetime just aired a movie called A Snow Globe Christmas, which was kind of a ripoff of the original Snow Globe, even though we didn't write it. So I feel like you're known in this town until Asylum, the Asylum direct-to-video producers who made this movie rip you off. So oh, I, I wouldn't nice. say it's a direct ripoff. It's about Christina Milian in a fantasy snow globe world. Right, exactly. Which I is mean, kind of you know. like yours. Kind of exactly. Kind of yeah. our, ours ours yours. is very different. Ours is about Christina Milian in a <laughs> fantasy snow globe world. <laughs> Christina well, Milian is the is the is is two snow globes as Rachel McAdams is two time traveling romantic comedy. Yes, exactly. Ah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, but recently, well, not that recently, actually, over the years, um, you have departed a little bit from Mm -hmm. just being Christmas guys to being all-round working writer guys who who sell pilots and get writing assignments and all kinds of stuff. And this year has been a particularly good year. So I wanted to to hear about what's been going on. Well, it's been a good year. I mean, you know, as so many working writers know a lot of, you know, you work toil and anonymity quite a lot because you write things that never see the light of day. So that's been happening a little bit. Um, but this year we've been working on a couple pilots, so it's been very exciting. One's already dead, but two are still alive, so we'll see how it goes. Can we talk about the dead one first? Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the dead one. Tell me as much as you can possibly tell me about the dead one. Okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll back it up first. We, okay. we wrote a spec script, um, which was called Five Year Plan. It was about a girl who had kind of wasted the last five years of her life and ran into someone she knew from college who had been very successful. And she decided it was time to turn things around and she ends up writing on her wall everything that's wrong with her life. This is the premise of the show. She's going to fix it all over five years. It's a good little sitcom show. I feel like you shouldn't have told everyone the premise of the show that has not been sold because... Well, because no one's going to buy it. Well, what if someone does a better version of that now? Well, but then they heard it here and they'll know that they, you actually have something to stand by as far as being ripped off. I'm just saying James Cameron personally ripped off my fanfic I wrote when I was 12 and made Avatar out of it. So you're a little upset about that, right? Right. Okay. Anyway, so that, that was a sample script. Um, It's really hard to sell a sample script unless you, you know, have a first name Bill and a last name Lawrence. The, (laughs) the, uh. The best you can really hope for is that this will get you assignments, and that's what this did. It got us three assignments, so hallelujah. That's great. Um, the first one was uh, we got called in for ABC Family. Uh, there was a producer who had come to them with an idea about a girl that inherits a uh, sweatshop from a, from a dead uncle and wants to turn it into something more fashionable. And so he read our script, you know, strong female protagonist, and asked, oh, you know, would you guys be interested in doing this? And, and I looked at Garrett, and Garrett looked at me, and I said, you know, we know absolutely nothing about fashion. And we think the idea of a sweatshop is probably a really bad one. So, yes, yes, we will absolutely do this script. <laughs> well, there's only one answer to the question. Would you be interested in writing this? You always say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, it's I'm all about really getting sure. paid. So It's not really my yeah. thing. So we wrote probably the best version of that idea. You know, we, we worked with this guy. We came up with, you know, characters and a plot and everything. Went in and pitched it to ABC Family. They had already sort of, he had already sort of pre-sold it to them. Um, but then they bought, you know, what we pitched. Our version of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and hired us to write it. We wrote it. They gave us notes. We did the rewrites. And then they went with the show that Tori Spelling sold them. So, oh, Cool. Uh, not, that's not cool. Well, cool if you're Tori. That's not, right. Yeah, that's not... That's, For well, all kinds of reasons. But the fact that it got you this work is pretty good. You know, that it got sure. you the yeah, assignments. Yeah, we have no complaints. Exactly. Yeah. So it got you... It got you... It, this dead pilot got you three assignments. 
Right, our our spec well, script. Actually, well, I, yeah. I I don't want to correct Brian, but the third project, our current project, is we, that was not really off of this assignment. Uh, this was this was the, our current. Our, we're writing an animated project for Amazon, which was based on an original idea of ours. But we wrote the sweatshop one, and then a, and we're also working on a pilot for XD, where they brought us ideas, and we did versions of that. So we have a third idea, which was our our own idea that we generated. So, and so so you're working on on that for XD, and this is. Um, Disney XT and usually like the the market for that is sort of like teenage boys. Exactly, it's sort of like eight yeah, to twelve year old boys. Yeah. Regular Disney Channel kind of has the market cornered on girls, and <clears throat> boys typically don't want to watch the girls' shows, which are you know Hannah Montana or whatever the Wizards and Wizards kind of Waverly Place stuff so. like that. So Disney, rather than after beating their head against the wall for a decade trying to get boys to watch their shows, they decided screw this, we're just going to start another channel that's just for boys and get them to watch those shows. So it's the same thing as Disney. It's all the same kind of shows, but they're, you know, it's, it's shows like Kicking It and Crash and Bernstein, which are just very like fart humor and fall down jokes and stuff like that. And where is that at right now? As um, far as your... We're, you know, we're just kind of, you know, we've worked on it. We've done a couple drafts. We've work, been working with the executives and it's in there. The ball is in their court and so we don't know what's going to happen yeah, the, next. The, the problem is the latest version that we handed in, we handed in right before Thanksgiving. And unfortunately in Los Angeles, starting about a week before Thanksgiving and ending shortly after March, there's this long period of everybody's out of town. So. Right, right. Because as soon as they get back from holidays, then what is it? Sundance, Sundance right. Yeah. Right. Hopefully not too many Disney XD people will be at Sundance, but you never know. You never know. Like, doesn't everybody seem to go to Sundance? Guess, yeah. right, everybody yeah. seems to go there except me. I'm just, but I just, I'm always like, oh, really? You're at Sundance yeah, too? I think right. they just go for parties. Right. Well, that's, that's the hoping. Only to go. Yeah. yeah. I don't get invited to parties in LA, so I'm not going to go to another state to not go to parties <laughs> either. I have a, you know, one of my client students um just he just mimics whatever the stamp is and like just kind of like draws he's a good like good artist Brilliant. and he just draws whatever it is on his hand and gets into parties well one or of the at things- least he did at the time i don't know maybe they're onto him now and they do something else like with glow sticks i've had luck at comic-con where i would buy uh a multicolored wristbands um before i got there and then i would watch people going in and out of buildings say oh they have an orange wristband on i'll take out my orange wristband and put that on and then go in so did that work too yes it has worked. all kinds of ways to do it right (laughs) so anyway yeah those were our two live action uh Mm -hmm. things and then we we got called in to amazon to pitch an animated show for their uh six to ten range um and and we we pitched them something um that they that they bought. I mean, the the key here. This is good advice for your audience. If you get called in to pitch something, don't go in with an idea. Uh-huh. Go in with fifty ideas. Go in with you know ten ideas. But we had a friend who also got called in to Amazon. He went in with one idea, and it had a Sasquatch in it. And they're like, oh yeah, well, that's funny, but we already have a show with a Sasquatch. <laughs> What are the chances? And that's that's the end of his uh, pitch meeting. Sasquatch There's project. a lot of Sasquatch projects in yeah. development. I would avoid touching that <laughs> right. area for a while. Right. Yeah. So we went in with you know a list of of ten things, some of which were you know no like you know one line. What about a show that's about this? Yeah. Well, you know, it was also the case where because we've been pitching and developing kids shows for you know five decade, six years yeah. that it was like here's all the ideas no one ever made. One of them's a script. Three of them are full outlines. Ten of them are one line pitches. Like you're going to get all of it. You know. Right. So. Now, do you tell people that up front, or do you imply that like they're all they're all ready to go and they're yours whenever you want it, and then they say I love it, and then you go off and write it. 
or do you tell them no, exactly say, well, what you this just is what said? We have, you know, here we have these fifteen things, and here and you can take a look at all of them right now, and you know, and some of them we just verbally pitched, some of them we gave them written material, and and you know, the one they happened to pick was kind of halfway in the middle where it was there was a few pages on it, not a full script, but it was a little bit more than just a, a notion. So sort of about half a Bible. Yeah, right. Exactly. Six page yeah. Now, you guys are at a certain place where you have representation and you have enough people around you protecting you. For people who are new, would you suggest? leaving written leave behinds you know that's always a controversial subject for whatever reason and some people say definitely do it and some people say never do it and we've done it before and we've certain and we've been in positions where we said hey how about we just put this down in an email just so we all know we're on the same page so I, I, you know, I would, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. We don't tend to leave, leave behinds. What we do is we go in and we pitch an idea and then it, what'll happen is you're, you're pitching to a lower level executive and you pitch them five or six ideas and they're jotting down notes based on what you wrote. But you know, you're saying a hundred words, they're writing down 15 and then they're going to go up and pitch it to the next person. I would rather send them six paragraphs to remind them two days from now when they go to pitch it to their boss, what it's about rather than kind of trust that they're going to remember what the heart of the show yeah, is. Yeah, you don't want to have to get into a big game of telephone where, you know, you know, no fault of theirs, but they kind of didn't pitch it quite as well as you would hope they would have, so the person didn't quite get it. So, you know, I mean, we've, we've certainly had that happen to us. We're like, oh, well, we tried to talk to our boss about it, but they didn't like the frog. And we're like, no, no, there's no frog in there <laughs> There's a all. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we said if- he was wearing a green jacket. We didn't say he was a frog. <laughs> What about, um, I, well, you're not here to represent Amazon in any kind of way, right. but this is a new idea with Amazon oh. and what they're doing. What's your take on what they're it's doing, really what they're trying exciting. to do? Okay, it's tell us really about exciting. it. It's really exciting. I don't think I'm giving away any trade secrets when <laughs> I say uh, Amazon has some huge advantages uh, in that unlike... Um, say, a TV channel like Disney Channel or whatever, they're airing shows, you know, oh, this show airs every Thursday at 4. Amazon can show all the episodes at once if they want. If, if it's a Wednesday and you just found out about the show, you can go watch it right now. You don't have to program your you know, DVR. You don't have to try and catch it. You, we, don't, we don't have to get lucky that the audience stumbled upon it by accident while flipping channels. If they find out about the show, here are all the episodes. Six months from now, here are the first six episodes are still there. You know, it's it's like like what Netflix has been. Doing. It's, it's like, like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I, I think Amazon is not necessarily going to do the we're going to put all the episodes up at once. They just rolled out a couple of shows. Uh, Alpha House is on right now, where I think they're doing maybe not one a week, but maybe like two a week. So they're taking a little bit more of a conservative approach. But you know, I mean, I, the fact that right. But if you if you discovered Alpha House three years from now, well, yeah, exactly. You could start go back and watch. Right. Know, from the beginning. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and all these, I mean, all these online venues are, are getting into the original content game is thrilling. It's a great time to be a writer. I mean, forget, you know, a few years ago, it was exciting that c- cable channels that were originally created literally just to show reruns like TV Land or AMC, they were only there to show old stuff from the vaults, now make the best shows on TV. That was fantastic. And now it's now all these websites that you were watching movies on or buying stuff from. Right. Great. So more places to hire writers, more places to get content, more places to reach unique audiences, maybe audiences that are underserved, maybe audiences that are looking for material. I mean, every, you know, we're writing a kid show. Every parent wants a, a new show that they can, you know, sh- you know, show their kid and, and uh, you know, get 20 minutes of peace and quiet to themselves. And that is that is cool if it's a new show where 
you could see all the episodes at, at one time, mm-hmm. you know, like right. uh, Kyle, if, if we could watch adventure time all at one time, right. Of course, yeah. then Rita would never leave the house <laughs> Yeah, or you, but the other thing, the other thing that Amazon's doing, which is fascinating is, uh, generally with TV shows, your success is based on your ratings and your mm-hmm. ratings are based on, you know, nerds in a castle someplace trying to guess based on a small sampling of people whether or not enough people are watching your show. Nerds with, in a castle? Yeah. Okay. With Amazon, they know exactly who is watching your show. They know how many episodes that they watch. They know how much of an episode they watch. They know if they watch it multiple times because everyone who's watching the show has a premium, premium account. They're logged in. And, you know, they're not, they're not spying on people or whatever, but they're saying, okay, hey, you know, you know what? Families with five-year-olds watch, you know, your show. They watch each episode five times each. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, and people that watch your show and watch five times each, they happen to buy a lot of diapers. And they happen to buy a lot of, you know, DVDs of West Wing or whatever. And they can, they can gather information that is so much more intricate and telling about what's going on they're going to know they're going to be able to steer people towards the audience they need better than just sort of randomly having executive guess that, well, kids are probably going to be really into fairies next year. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You know, I think the, in a year from now when Amazon rolls out the chip implants and starts controlling your brain, <laughs> that right. we're, we're not supposed to mention and that And we're going to pay right. for those very, with Bitcoin. Yeah, See, be, I did know that part. It's, not... it's, be a, it's a very exciting time. I got to say that the barcode tattoo... That hurt when they. Right. <laughs> uh, with Netflix, their audience, at least with their original programming, they seem to be going for a very adult audience. Yes. Um, with Amazon, is are you seeing a specific kind of audience they're trying to hit, or are they just? They, they're trying to develop projects for, for for multiple uh, you know uh, demographics uh, at the same time. I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, you know, I don't know what Netflix is doing. Yes, their their first few shows have been all adult. I, I, I'm assuming that they're probably trying to develop kids shows as well. But Amazon literally was trying to juggle all the balls at the same time right out of the gate. Yeah. So they the released exec, the execs that we're dealing with are specifically kids kids shows. Exactly. And they'll be rolling out some new kids shows, I believe, in the pretty early in 2014. So no, um, I, I'm sorry to. To stay on Amazon, but sure. I, I, do you remember a couple years back when Amazon was playing with this idea of creating content that was sort of a sort of a wiki kind of content where they were going to put something out and then other people were going to be able yeah, to I think sort of kind multiple of collab. That. I think there was a huge backlash against. Yeah, that. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad, but people yeah. would ask me about it and be like, Yeah, who knows? Like that was always my. That's that's one of those things where you know maybe that could you know. That could have been a great idea, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But. So, so far, Billy Bob 87 has not done any uncredited rewrites on our draft just yet. <laughs> right. Excellent. So we'll That's see. good to yeah. know. Good to know. <laughs> and, uh, and so this is animation. So you guys are doing, your li- you're doing live action. You're doing animation. Um, where do you feel the most comfortable as writers? The animation world is very new to us. So we, we wrote a couple episodes of our friend's show, Dan Versus, which is also available on Amazon for purchase. I remember that. I remember um, when yeah. you were writing for that. And Kyle, Kyle's shaking his head. Have yeah, you seen I've that? Heard of that? Yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so that was a fun show. It's but good times. You know, I mean, you know, we were just, we were just you know, writers there, so we had no involvement or, or even awareness of, of the actual animation process. So this is fun in that we just started looking at a couple just portfolios of like, what do you think of these artists? So that like, we're building this from the ground up. It'll be a lot of fun, but it's not a world that we know anything about. So, right. So, so we're, f- we're more comfortable in live action, but only because we've spent so much more time in live action. Yeah. But are you, are you able to sort of, 
with animation, are you able to, let's say you're brainstorming and in a live action, you'd probably be like, I can't do that. Right. But are there certain possibilities that come up now where you're like, I can do it. It's, it's there a are, cartoon. I mean, yeah. The world, the world that we're playing in is much biz- more bizarre. There's no way we could do our show as a live action show. Yeah. Um, there's just too many, you know, monsters, weird, and silly fanta- fantasy elements that you, yeah, exactly. That oh, yeah. if we're playing, you know, if you can draw anything, then let's draw three heads and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Right. I want to know, um, this was something that Brian had talked about, Garrett, before you came, came here. I was on time, but then I left and then I came back. Well, it's because of the bathroom situation. Right. Everybody who's listening really should know that our toilet isn't working. I don't know why they should know that, but it's not working. <laughs> it's been an issue. <laughs> that was an overshare. <laughs> so if people are really trying to get out of here off of this podcast, it's not uh, just because they're not I having was, a good time. I was going to just comp- compliment you on your new space, which I know you've been in, in a long time, but just to the people who are interested in signing up for classes, it's a gorgeous facility, but Thank it doesn't you. have indoor plumbing. So. <laughs> not today, yeah. but most of the time it does. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that meant that you were out looking for you a You have a TV bathroom. shows on computers nowadays, but you don't have... <laughs> Um, and so, so Brian and I were talking about like, why do you guys keep working other than the fact that you're really good writers? And Brian was saying, you know, you've had colleagues that, that have stopped themselves from getting work because of a a little a-hole problem. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we wanted this to be one of the themes that we talked about today. I I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an overstatement to say we've been really busy. I mean, we had a good year, but then we was followed by a terrible year. So, you know, there's always ups and downs, but, um, but, uh, you know, one of the stories that I love was a couple of years ago when we made our pilot and we had a great experience with, uh, with a bunch of, with a terrific crew and a great cast. And then at the end of the, at the end of the experience, we, you know, we crafted a very nice thank you email and we email blasted everyone on the crew. And then we heard everyone react with awe and amazement over the fact that, oh my God, I can't believe you guys wrote that thoughtful message. It was so nice. You guys are so wonderful. And it's like, well, sure. Doesn't everyone write a thank you message? Like when the job is over? Just yeah, say. it was a really simple, it was just, you know, <laughs> Hey everyone, we know you all worked really hard. We want to thank you so much. We think everything came out really fantastic, better than we could have hoped. You know, we know that you guys, you know, put in extra hours because we did, we shot like over Thanksgiving. I mean, it was a kind of a unique situation. So, you know, we, we, it was just a very nice, you know, sort of thank you email, the sort of thing you would send to your grandmother or that you would send if some people helped you move, you know, just not that weird of a thing. Two years later, we're still getting comments from people that we meet like, oh my God, you're those guys that wrote that email. Like apparently, producers and 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 writers and show creators don't thank the crew all that Your often. Thank you note went viral. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, That's ridiculous. interesting. That's ridiculous. But you know, the great thing, like we worked, you know, we worked for Cartoon Network, and uh, you know, a couple executives have since left the company. But now, because we had such a good time and got along so great with those people, there are two different companies. So now, now, like the good vibes have spread from one company to two. Right. It's no so. accident that one of our executives from Cartoon Network is now one of our executives at Amazon and one of the other executives at Amazon worked on Dan versus and liked us from that. So, you know, it's Hollywood is a very, very small community. And if you have a good reputation, then, you know, a year later, you're going to have a good reputation at companies you've never been to because people switch jobs all the time. And if you have a bad reputation, there's going to be rooms you can't go into because everyone already knows that you're a jerk. So tell me about somebody you know who was a jerk. Okay. Okay. I want a story. Tell me a jerky story. 
All right, so I can't think of any. I'll tell one. So, okay. so we have a friend. Who's Brian's a, got a file. We have we have a friend who's a who's a who's a writer, and he um, he had sort of a three picture deal at a little independent uh, independent film company, and um, the president of the company, who's not you know, this is one of these spring up companies where someone you know wins the lottery and has a billion dollars, and they decide they want to start making movies. The president uh, had an idea that he wanted to run by this writer, and, and the idea was. Just disgusting. Just like a rape fantasy, um, like Saw, but without any of the witty traps. Just someone's just rounding people up and killing them. And I wouldn't want to write that movie. You wouldn't want to write that movie. We wouldn't want to go see that movie. But if someone's offering you a job, there are ways that you can handle that job, even if it's a movie you don't want to write, especially if you have three other movies scheduled to write. So you could say, you know... um, that's a really fascinating idea, and, and we should definitely consider that for our fourth project. With the assumption being that there never will be a fourth project? Or, or by the time you've done three other movies, you've got sequels, you've got everything else. You could say, you know, that's a great idea. I'm not the guy to write that. I know a guy who is like the perfect guy for that, and they just shove it off on your worst enemy. Could we say it's an interesting idea instead it's of a great idea? It's an interesting idea, idea sure. Because it's an we don't really idea. want to encourage that yeah, kind that's, of thing, that's right? That's fascinating, that's, right? But it's interesting. Yeah, you're talking to the guy, not, not for me, somebody. You're talking to the guy who has the money and who is paying you. So, okay. you know, that's really interesting. And then, Or, or yes, let, let's write that. And then just don't write it the way that he expects you to write it. What you don't say is something along the lines of, I would never want my name to be associated with any company that made something like that. And that's what your friend said. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't have those three picture deal pictures. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, but does he do that? Let's, I mean, I could say, I could understand a little bit of, we were talking about it as far as like the particular example you just gave me. Right. As, now, I, but think, I think that was, I think that was the latest version of the, uh, you know, so, so it, we have a lot of, we have a lot of friends who have shot themselves in the plain foot. old dumb ideas, not just, uh, just uh, tragically offensive. offensive ideas. Yeah, ideas. Just, we, but, we have but, people who have shot themselves but, in the foot. But even if you're in the situation where you're getting a note that you don't agree with, like, I mean, you, you know, it's still, you know, beholden on you to try to make that work. Like, like, you know, even on projects that we're, we're really in sync with the executives, you still get notes where it's like, that's not the way I would prefer to do it. And so, you know, but instead of making, instead of digging your heels in and being a pain in the butt and, and making it harder for everyone, you know, you have to sometimes just do, do the job you're assigned to do and do the best job you can with it. And, and, you know, the executives aren't trying to just torment you for no reason. A lot of times they have reasons for the things they've said that are not apparent to you. So, you know, they, they are the ones that have to answer to people and have to answer to, well, we need people to watch the show. So that's why we have to tone this down or put in a terrible Britney Spears song that you hate, but you know, we'll, we'll make a fun you know montage for everyone who you know who is watching the movie like you know so so you you know you have to find ways to compromise and you have to do the you know do the best job you can as opposed to trying to fight the system you have to work with within you know inside it and and do the best you can so 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 not completely sort of just going not only am i not going to take it but right exactly you are right a bad person exactly right like if you're a mad genius you know if you're jj abrams you can say whatever the the hell you want to whoever you want yeah but i'm sure he didn't start out that way of course probably still doesn't you know i mean there there are people in this town like everybody has to keep working right right. you know even jj abrams is going to feel like i got to keep working you know he's got to still be known as a nice person right and i think i think he has a reputation as being someone that you know that people like to work with i don't right know you know that much but you know if, if you're like a mad crazy genius 
you know, like an Alan Moore or something like that who doesn't obviously even work in Hollywood, but it's, you know, then, you know, maybe you can get away with some crap, but, you know, that's, that's you know, point zero 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 one percent of, you know, everyone who's trying to make a desert writer. So unless you're at the top of the mountain, you, and then you got to, you know, and it's not about kissing ass. It's just about, uh, about putting your best foot forward. <laughs> I thought you were trying to hold Garrett's hand. For no, a just second, trying to Brian. stop him from whapping on the table over and over again. <laughs> I don't know if you out there in podcast land can hear that. For a second, it just looked so tender. Mm. It looked really nice. That's, I have I have interrupted pitches to make Garrett stop pointing at people. <laughs> you're kind of like a married couple now. That's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's part of the shtick. Here's the thing. When you're out pitching, the yeah. story is important, but you're also pitching yourselves. So having a shtick is you know, as, as, as important as having a good story to pick. So people which know is, how you guys love work together. our marionettes, which really bring every pitch session <laughs> right. alive. But when the marionettes are You're working, the dummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about that for a second. You're, you're writing collaboration for a second. If you've got a very busy year and you're supposed to be writing one assignment and you're supposed to be, and you're, you're actually developing a spec and you are working on an animated show. Okay. Uh, how do you handle your time? How do you prioritize as far as what you're going to write first? I push hard to do as much work as fast as we can, whether or not we're doing it ahead of schedule. Like when we, with, with Amazon, there was some big delays with the negotiations that have to do with our agent and their lawyer and not anything that any of the executives were saying, or we were saying we were all in agreement, but there's if in the third year the merchandising rights go to Thailand, you know, this kind of weird contract stuff that'll never matter. Um, so while that was going on, technically we haven't started the job yet. We sent an email to our executive and said, hey, uh, you know, we know that we can't start this job and you can't ask us to start this job. But if you'd like to have lunch and talk about other jobs and what you expect those people to do when the job starts. So, you know, we, we by the time we got the go ahead to start working on the Bible we were done with the Bible by the time we got, you know, we just got our first round of notes on the outline for the script that we already have the rough draft done. So now we have to go back and fix it, but at least we're not starting it. You know, you know, that's not something I would recommend all the time, but because an animated 11 minute script is kind of short, we were like, we can get ahead with the animated 11 minute right. short. I mean, you know, unfortunately the contract negotiations are always going to be, always going to take up so much time and nobody waits for those like the exact, you know, hardly ever. So, you know, fortunately we had two projects that began at, within a week of each other, but you know, sometimes, you know, different executives work at different speeds. So one project took off and we were done with that by the time the other one was, was even gearing up, you know, so it, it hasn't been too difficult for us to keep everything. But as Brian said, like, like as soon as we, you know, as soon as we have here, the starter pistol, we're, we're off to the races as fast as we possibly can. So do you guys get together every day and write, or do you have certain days? No, what we've been doing lately, which has been great because it cuts down dramatically on travel, on travel time. It's just, yeah. we, we get on, on the line and do it, do it like Skype style. So yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we used to, we used to, nine times out of 10, we'd be at my house uh, and I live, this is now we're going to, we're going to get into the, the Californians. Right. You get on the 405. Dude, take the 405 right. to the 101. <laughs> get off. Of Depending on traffic, Garrett lives either half an hour or an hour away from where I live. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is, it is more convenient and more conductive to work, to be in the same room at the same time. But if you're losing an hour each way, 
it's not that much more productive. So what we've been doing is getting on chat, which is helpful because we can get on chat at 10 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock in the morning or three in the afternoon for 45 minutes to discuss something and then get off. And we don't feel like we've wasted a whole day. And also, we can also do it twice in one day. We'll get on at 10, say, okay, here's what we're, here's what we just did. Okay, now do this. And then we'll get together at three and, uh, you know, usually what we do is one person will write the first draft, and that's just like a coin toss, whoever's going to do that, and then the other person will be handed it and then chop it up and then back and forth and back and forth, and it's a boring process. That actually makes so much sense yeah. to me. And, you know, yeah. I, I never know how people can actually write the same line or, or yeah, yeah, anything hard, yeah. at one time. It just right. seems like you have to hand but, it off. You know, but then it's like, oh, well, here's the draft, but I didn't write scene 12 and scene 19 because I was just having trouble with it. So write those while you're revising it. Okay, right. sure, no problem. Or, or the thing we were just working on, Garrett did the rough draft of, of, the, of the animated show, and the script we're shooting for is 18 pages. The script he finished was 26 pages because he tends to overwrite. So I've been rewriting it and trying to shrink it down, but that's a really slow process. So... Knowing that we were going to get together today, I called Garrett last night. I'm like, okay, take the last seven pages because I haven't gotten to them yet. You work on getting those down to five pages and then just email those to me. I'm still working on the first 19 pages. In fairness to me, the 60-page sitcom script we worked early worked on earlier this year, my rough track was only 85 pages when I gave that to you. That's so, true. You know, That's we're true. getting better. I'm, you know, I'm always so, so impressed by the fact that you guys, over these years, you know, you always approach life, all your work as this is what you do. You are working writers. So even if it's a year where, no, you, ha- you didn't sell anything, you know, right. it's always with, okay, well, we, and now we're writing our next thing. And it's really fun that this year sort of like, yeah, that, that project we talked about and weren't sure where it was going to go now sort of landed you all this right. work and we get to talk about it. I mean, I think that you are very uh, examples in professionalism. In in the middle of all this, we have failed to mention it. Um, was it yesterday? When was the Newtown anniversary? Ooh, oh. A couple days ago. Yesterday or today before yesterday. Yeah. I only know it because that was the same day that we got the go-ahead on an animated feature that we did a rewrite on. So it's the, the only way I can so remember it. So it's a really it happy occasion. Yeah, really, so, Brian. Yeah, right. so, so, like, hey, so, you know, to mark your anniversary. Two days ago or whatever. Hey, it's we, the Newton anniversary, everyone. Time <laughs> to party. So, so, uh, so an executive that, that I had known um, hooked up with somebody, and, and, and they had a, a, an animated script that someone had written for them that was just in really bad shape. And they came to us to do a rewrite, and we kind of read it, and we said, you know, this kind of needs a full, you know, top-to-bottom thing and they're like well we really don't have very much money and, and the amount of money they were offering us is you know is about the same amount of money that we got paid what nine years ago for house yeah, spirit right. i mean however many years ago it was it's really nothing money but at the time we had already we'd already written our uh, our spec script it had already gone out we were taking meetings and stuff. Yeah, it was during a weird lull where we had nothing going on. So it's like, yeah, I guess we could spend a month working on this. Yeah, so we, we spent a month rewriting yeah. this animated right. feature, which may never happen because they're a little independent, you know, people. Uh, or you know, they're they're making some other movie right now and they hope to do the animated feature next. So maybe it turns into something. I mean, yeah. you don't turn away work even if it's not as much money as you should be getting. Even if it, you know, if you're not doing something else, right? If your choices are sitting around the house or working on a project and getting paid for it. Well, there's no choice. Yeah, right. That's exactly. excellent. By the way, Brian throws the best 9-11 party since we're on the Yeah, clearly, clearly he marks yeah. his anniversaries in right. very strange exactly. ways. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I am just glad that you guys are back for another. I got a Christmas. new scarf for Hitler's birthday last year, which I still wear. <laughs> Fantastic. Not Adolf Hitler. <laughs> no, not Adolf. Sammy Hitler you from know, college. Were, Sammy, oh my God! The best very, roommate we've ever had. Let's be clear: you should Sammy. not be writing for children. You should not be writing oh for Christmas. And yeah, yet no, you do. We know. And we yet know. You this do. Is, here's a random bit of advice that I'm going to drop out there into the world. This is not super contextual, but it's something that we learned. Like. As we've been trying to break into the children's world game for a long time, and we did make a pilot a couple of years ago, and that was exciting, and we, you know, we sold a pilot this year, so that that's great. But don't, and we had a lot of ideas that we were really passionate about, and a couple of them we specked out. To to everyone listening to this podcast, whatever level of writing you are, well, uh, um, don't ever speck out a kids show pilot because nobody cares and no one wants to read it. Like we only got, you know, we've been trying to work for the Disney channel for years and they only wanted to meet with us once they read our grown up spec, which made them laugh. Like they didn't care that we wrote a really good kids show spec because for whatever reason, that's not really a valuable piece of currency as a writing sample, even if that's the kind of job you're trying to get. Well, so, the, we had the, 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 uh, organizer from the Nickelodeon, yeah. Nickelodeon fellowship on a couple years ago. Yeah, she was yeah. great. I know Karen. She's and, great. And she had said specifically, no, we're not We're not looking for specs that are kid-related. Right. We want to exactly. know how you write for grown-ups because exactly. we're looking for a certain kind for of sharp, edge and attitude. Yeah, they want, right. they want to know that you're a funny person who can write. And, and then if you can write 30 Rock, you can certainly write Kicking It for the Disney Channel. You know, I mean, even if you have a great idea for... Uh, for a kids show, then you know, develop it as a pitch, but and be ready when you get called into the door. But don't yeah. Don't the other it the out. other the other trouble with with pitching, like I said, going with ten options is there are reasons that they don't want to do certain shows, and you don't know what those reasons are, and you won't know what those reasons are until you get in the room. And, and they may and, not tell you. They may tell you, but they may not. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you write, if you spend a, six months writing a spec script and making it just perfect, but it happens to have an alligator in it, you're oh, done. Oh, no. Because the executive hates alligators. Right. It doesn't well, matter that you can change it to a kangaroo. Loves no. squatches. Yeah, exactly. right. Oh, oh, well, we had an alligator pilot two years ago, and people didn't like it. Oh, that was a crocodile show. Well, it doesn't matter. We don't want to do any large <laughs> lizard shows anymore. Right. Like yeah, we, we're forbidden from doing large lizard shows. Yeah. Well, so, that makes sense. I think that's really good advice. But also, kids show companies they they market they they do so much deep, dark psychological testing on on kids and market research that they're like, we've discovered that boys who are seven to seven and a half really love cars with oversized tires. Oh, it's not but, even it's not even that. When we got called in for XD, they're like, we want to do a show that's that's either related to a pawn shop or related to duck dynasty because those are the two shows that our target audience watches really yeah. and, and we're yeah, like which was on stars and duck dynasty, and duck dynasty? Yeah, oh. exactly so i mean yeah stuff that you we have no idea like i would never think to do a show about let's like duck dynasty because really disney it's 28 year old guys who are watching disney well no but i mean but then they're like no no we know that we, we our kids like this stuff like oh okay I, we had no idea that right. kids like that stuff yeah exactly yeah well i have to say you know at home yeah, uh, yeah th- like we want a kids sense. version of Californication because that's oh you do okay yeah <laughs> kids version of Californication right. again it's just so wrong it's so wrong you right. even kid about that you're you're terrible people there's no way it could be worse than the real Californication <laughs> oh no oh. Sorry, time, like time to... for you to leave. Yeah, right. um, but I really, again, so glad. I feel I kind of, kind of feel lucky that so many years ago, Brian, you reached out and you know, you, know. you listened to the the show early, early in the day, and you were like, "Hey, you should have us on." I, I have a, I have a, I have a um, 
an admission to make. I have stopped listening ever, ever since. <laughs> Why do you have ever to? Ever since he listened to his own that? episode, no, no, he's like, this Why do you have to admit that? Did like, I, I ask listen, you? I used to listen to podcasts nonstop when yeah. I drove around in my pickup truck that only had a tape deck. Okay. Because <laughs> the only thing I could play is, you know, through through my iPod, through the little tape thing. Then when I got my new car, there's no way to hook up my crappy iPod shuffle because there's no tape deck in it. So I, I just like instantly stopped listening to podcasts like You'll a year a and a half ago. You'll be a smarter person because of it. It's okay. It's all right. Just don't go around admitting that all I'm the time. I'm just saying. And if anybody else wants to admit that, I don't really want to hear it. So that's, that's okay. Yeah. It's Keep like going. once I realized I could get on the show, I'm like, I don't really think this is worth my time. <laughs> right. yeah. Clearly, clearly <laughs> I'm not learning anything <laughs> if I can be on the show. Why? If I can be on the show seven or eight times <laughs> right. over the seven. years, what, yeah. what, what could they possibly teach oh me? Oh my right. God, yeah. you guys. Oh, I know. We're the worst. Kyle, can we edit out like the past five minutes? We just... Maybe 10. Yeah. We're the best worst guests. Maybe 20. Yeah. Um, or we're the worst best guests. You're, you're so wonderful that I want to have you back next year for Christmas again. We'll be here every Christmas. Excellent. It wouldn't be Christmas without you. So thank you. I think technically it would be Christmas. <laughs> no, not no, for me. I feel me. like every Christmas not movie is all for... about Christmas being imperiled and then someone saving the day. And I feel like we're sweeping in on our sleigh you to do. save Christmas. You do. Every and year. It, 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 now I feel like Santa can, can come. <laughs> I think your daughter would be thrilled to have an autographed snow globe DVD under the tree. Actually, for she would. When like There are very few times I can impress my kids anymore, mm. but... Actually, for a second, Rita raised an eyebrow when I said, you know, I know those guys. I know the guys that wrote that. This is going to sound horrible. I would not recommend buying the DVD to Snowglow because they did the crappiest transfer job. You You just cost me... Twelve and a half cents. First, no, you say I'm, you don't no, listen saying, to my show no, anymore. Buy it now on digital. You're saying don't buy your DVD. Buy it on digital download. Are, it looks. Oh, much I'm not better. saying. I'm not saying that the people listening to this right now shouldn't listen to your show. Obviously, they do. You know, most of the time I have guests on who are like, "I really love your show." You know, I stopped listening. <laughs> I stopped, but I stopped listening to everything. I stopped listening to shows that I love. I just it just occurred to me. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really behind on my podcast. Oh, right. Ever since I got my new car, it's been gold, baby. It's been gold. I yeah, used to think gold. the show was a cooking show. The first two episodes I was on, and I was. <laughs> Very confused, <laughs> but please buy Snow Globe on digital download because it's much higher quality and it's not the, the 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 aspect ratio is not cropped either. So buy it, just buy it in the right format. <laughs> okay, I would just quit while you're ahead. That's it, that everybody. Everybody, uh, do buy that. Um, anything else that people should buy in a very positive way before I go on to tell them about on the page? Anything you can else? buy the you can buy the Snow Globe DVD if you buy it from Amazon. Okay, no, yeah, fact. exactly. What buy about Santa Baby? Santa Baby Two. Yeah, buy, the Santa Baby DVD is great because that was produced by a different uh, uh, home video company. So and that's what fantastic. should they watch? Uh, soon or be looking out for in the future potentially? Nothing yet. Should anybody follow you on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You can look me up on Facebook. My profile is not private. Okay. You can see pictures of my trip to New York City. Garrett Frawley on Facebook. Brian Turner. Yeah, there's. A, I don't think I've. I think I've tweeted once. Okay. All right. Uh, Kyle Dodson. Uh, you can find him at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle Dodson Funny. At Kyle Dodson Funny, and he is very funny. How did it go? I heard you. You actually took over for Ryan Buds and actually hosted his show yeah, the other he's, day. He's just shirking all of his duties. He is. What's up with that? I don't know. He so, has some job. It's how crazy. did? <laughs> yeah, really. So how did it go? Did it go uh, well? Went well. Yeah, I was just there, and then he came back, and he was like, oh, "I'll take back over." Oh, really? like, okay. Get out of here, kid. What's the show? 
I'm sorry. Oh, it was uh, just like he does like a courtyard stand-up show. He does a stand-up show in his apartment building. But it's actually getting... So were you like the MC or were you doing like a set? Yeah, I, he was hosting both. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Pretty good. I mean, you got to be pretty good for him to say... I guess. Yeah. Okay. Soon we won't need Ryan Buds for anything anymore. It'll just be Kyle Dodson. There you go. For everybody who wants to take an on the page class, go to onthepage.tv. The first draft class is happening again, and it's going to start January 4th through February 8th. It will help you break story, outline, and get into pages in six weeks. That's my job. I can actually guarantee that part of it. Okay? So come take class. You'll have a good time, and you'll learn a lot of stuff. Um, also, I will be in Australia. Sydney and Melbourne. I will be there February 14th and 15th, I believe. And it will be on the website. Right, Kyle? Because I'm going to make you do it. Yes. Thanks. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so you can find it on the website, but we are signing people up through Eventbrite, not through my website. But uh, I would love to finally meet some of my uh, Australian clients in person and some of my Australian listeners. So take that class. Wouldn't that be cool? It would, but all the writing's upside down. Oh, you're just again. I told I shouldn't have I shouldn't have asked you a question. I should not have opened that up again. Okay, on the page.tv. Thank you guys. Thank you, Kara Frawley. Thank, Thank you, you Brian Turner. Thank you, Kyle Dodson. Thanks. And everyone out there, have a happy holiday and a great writing week. 